Hey, everybody. Really fun episode of the morning show today. We talk about some of the winners of the weekend, both art projects, Sam Spratt's player editions, and also wins of Yawanawa. Tough to pronounce, but very cool collection by Rafik Anadol in collaboration with an indigenous group in Brazil. So the colors are crazy. It's a very cool art project. Uh, we talk about Yuga's Mutant Saturday. We talk about Friend Tech and whether uh, it's dead. We talk about the new Pepe token that is up to a $22 million market cap. Do a little Crypto TA, and we discuss Easy and Thread Guys basketball game that happened in Miami over the weekend. Overall, it's a great show. If you go to the nifty.com slash claim and you put in the password Dino25, D-I-N-O 25, then you can claim today's free NFT. That's again the nifty.com slash claim. Password is D-I-N-O 25. Hope you enjoy the show. We got ourselves a baller that maybe wishes he was a little bit taller. Maybe wishes he had a gas tank. Uh, the man of the hour was very confident going into a, a ball game against Thread Guy. Uh, the results, not exactly, I think, what he was expecting. Easy. What do you have to say you for yourself? Oh, the Sean O'Malley approach. Just say you won, I'm even though you lost. In. Yeah, I'm, I, if anyone asks, I won. That's it. We're, we're only going to show a few clips. Um, but if anyone asks, I won. Pio, no beard. Hey, you know what's going on? There's no, no beard. This is the first. This is the first. <laughs> it's a totally different person over here. This is crazy. I was I've, not expecting this. I've done mustache before, but yes, this is a no beard uh, look. And uh, yeah, you bet the facial hair on the game is that what happens? I, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> you got to win a game against the right guy for the beard to come back. How about that? Oh, All right, we got four months of no beard, Pio. Then you know we're, we're locking <laughs> good, in. Man. You look good, man. You look like you shaved off like seven years. <laughs> People have told me that I look like a college student without the beard. It's actually been over three years since I've not had a beard. So there you go. So here, here I am with no beard, looking like Nick, I guess. Clemente's next to shave his beard off because I feel like he'll literally look like a high schooler because he's basically high school age. So that'll be the next one. Clemente's got no you comment. <laughs> I, I did a, I did it a, like a month and a half ago, and it was not great. Okay. Was, uh, did not get a warm warm reaction from, from a lot of people. So uh We'll be doing that again for a while. I could see a twinkle in Clemente's eye. We had a uh, call with a potential sponsor this morning that's uh, in another part of the world. So we had to wake up early and do it at like 7 a.m. And I could just see this twinkle in Clemente's eye during the call where he's just like thinking it's funny that I was shaven. Uh, but, you know, we had to keep it professional and try to tell the sponsor, come on now, get, give us money. Give us money. Let's do it. Uh, Nick is having trouble joining the the stream. Some you know, never a dull day when it comes to technical stuff. We had to use a different browser for the stream. I don't know if Nick is here on. Tw oh, here you are, Nick. How you doing? I'm trying to figure this out. the The biggest thing. How did you get your camera working? That's the thing that I don't understand. Because uh, you first showed up with no camera. Uh, I did that so that no one would see my beard until, or my lack of beard, I should say, until we were on the live stream to get a live reaction, which uh, was accomplished. My plan worked out. Well, maybe I'm going to restart my or my entire computer and take this thing from scratch. Oh. And, uh, I can't see wait until Nick comes on video with a beard. Nick's going to have a beard. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. Um, easy. I mean, look, man, I, I don't want to let it go too soon uh what happened you gassed out is that the is that what happened yeah terribly out of shape uh just got a trainer i'm good to go <laughs> it's time to turn up we got four months i will say there was like a few things that like came out of it extremely positive um ten thousand views on the video across platforms is absolutely nuts 
like 7K on Twitter. So like 10,000 people wanted to watch two JPEG people uh, <laughs> excited about this and play basketball, you know? So that was awesome. We got hit up by a ton of people who want to sponsor an event if we do another one, which is really cool to hear and see. So I think that there's going to definitely be something at Basil. Me and Thread Guy have been talking about it a lot. I spent like the last three days with him. Unfortunately for the viewers, only one person played basketball, though. <laughs> you have forever chemicals. Your thyroids are swollen. Go back to smoking a pack of cigarettes an hour and shut up. <laughs> well, look, I was not going to lie a little bit disappointed. Uh, easy. I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. To what you said about people wanting to watch it, I think it's very similar to YouTubers uh, – YouTubers boxing because it's like all Jake Paul's fights absolutely suck. If you're looking to watch like a good boxing match or any combat sport, watching Jake Paul box is not the answer. His fights all suck, including the ones against MMA guys. You, you'd be much better off watching like a uh, Terrence Crawford. <laughs> damn. You're just coming in here and lacing up easy saying easy. You suck. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. No, I did not say easy sucked. Uh, I saw some some uh, definite like uh, you know some promise in the jump shot. Easy man. Now I'm really disappointed that I blew up my Achilles and can't play basketball ball anymore. Because now I know that having conditioning on you is a benefit, dude. I'm so disappointed we never got to play before the Achilles rupture, amigo. My goodness, the left hand could have potentially gotten loose. My goodness. I mean, I will say the most impressive part is that uh, now 99% of Undocs Twitter swears they can hoop. And the people who posted videos after, uh, I'm just saying I'm going to continue to double down. Like, yeah, if you got money, I'm down to play anytime, anywhere, at any time. And let's put, we're going to put a camera on. Because how many people aren't going to actually lace up on camera? 99% of these people. And the one person who was talking the most shit, I'm not going to air out the name. I watched this guy shoot off one foot from half court, running around, looking more out of shape than I was. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited. We're going to set something up for Basil. Um, I am definitely excited for that. I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. There's uh there was one guy that called uh, out Thread Guy afterwards who was like six foot five and looked like he might have played pro in Europe or something. I was like, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. And me and TG at, we, we were talking to that guy, and he's like, yeah, that picture's from ten years ago. Okay, okay, so but I was the, like, okay. The thing is, is once you start getting into like actual high level sports, like where somebody dedicated their life to like a high level sport and be because they had promise because of like fit, like if there's anything that I've learned, I'm 33 years old. If there's anything that I've learned as I've gotten older, it's the genetic predisposition that somebody can have towards a sport. Like even now when I see guys in the gym, I'm like, I'm lifting really hard. That guy's lifting pretty hard, but he's just enormous. There's like the, the genetic predisposition uh, when it comes to sports is so not fair. If anything, that's why it's nice that in combat sports, there's weight classes. There ain't no weight classes in basketball. If you're six foot nine and you weigh 240 pounds, you're getting picked for the team before somebody picks me. Like six foot 170 versus six nine 240. It ain't the same thing when it comes to basketball. Like I want the six foot nine guy. Signal, did you grow up playing sports over in the UK? Yeah. Yeah, I played loads of sports in the UK, but I never played basketball, which is why I'm not going to give Easy any shit at all. Because I'm like, I'm like, I'll give shit if I played the sport and Easy had a big mouth. But mate, well done getting on camera, doing that one on one. Look, this time, you know what? Doesn't matter that you lost because I feel like you're more hungry for Art Basel 
red guy, he might just become a little bit complacent, just ride that trophy. Oh, the trainer's showing up today like... at noon. We're back <laughs> exactly. in the gym, baby. We're working. <laughs> yeah. I'm spending out of pocket money right now. We're going to get active. I'm excited Yo, for it. I love it. You've you're... got that Jordan mentality going. And so, you know what, guys? Don't fade easy on round two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nick? Easy's posting videos of other people playing basketball saying, <laughs> we're out of here. I'm trying. I'm confused. Like, you got to you post that you're in the gym, Nick. I can't take a selfie looking from 3,000 feet away. All right? Well, are you just running back and forth on the basketball court? Or are you, like, lifting weights? <laughs> oh, we're in the gym. We're in the gym. We're lifting. But you got to get cardio in because that's the big thing. I need my conditioning back. No. The the lifting weights is the big thing, man. The the it's it's not it's not just running back and forth uh, up and down the basketball court. That'll definitely help. The biggest thing is actually uh, not eating sugar is the most important thing. I would imagine is the it, like it, the, the the energy wise has nothing to do with uh, your ability to get the ball in the basket. Um, we could we could talk about diet all day. I know Easy literally eats like uh, the peanut butter sandwiches that come in a bag. So we got a lot going on there. Don't disrespect Uncrustables. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, it's not a Thread Guy's 21. He can eat those and still perform. Uh, it's it's a little bit tougher when you're pushing 30. Where is Nick though? It feels like he's talking to me from like the speakers behind me, like that voice from above <laughs> that's telling me how to improve my life. Uh, it's like a, a little voice in your head, you know? He's working on his technical stuff. I saw Bunny raise his hand. Don't like Bunny. Yeah, he's ripping heaters. He's drinking energy drinks. He's just probably got a completely absurd health situation from a diet and exercise perspective. Don't, but don't forget, he grew up wrestling, and wrestling is literally. Quite literally, the most uh, challenging physical sport that you can do if you grow up in the United States. So, Bunny, w what are your thoughts, man? And when's the last time you did anything that qualifies as, like, physical, you know? I can still play. Uh, I think Signal brought up a good point. The fact that Easy was willing to get embarrassed like that <laughs> on camera, I mean. That's something special, man. <laughs> nice. Why aren't you on camera? You're outside smoking a heater right now. Won't even throw the camera on. We're waiting for you. Where you at? That was a funny comment, Bunny. Thank you for that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, basketball is a sport where if you're tired, you just end up not defending the guy and he just blows past you. If you did that in a combat sport, you're getting stopped. And by the way, in combat sports, it takes even more gas. Like people gas out at the professional level, whereas in the NBA, you don't really see anybody gas out. Uh, but let, yeah, Bunny is out here cutting weight in high school, wrestling grown men. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. So you got to put respect on Bunny's name, even though he's literally smoking cigarettes on a daily basis now, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, Nick, <laughs> what's so funny now? You're just sitting up here, literally just shaming everybody, being like, oh, what what you eat last night? <laughs> what, what is going on? It's it's part of the game, man. You got to get your shit together. Americans are out here eating stuff that comes in a bag or a box that's filled with seed oils, and then they expect to be able to perform athletically. It's just not how it goes. Got to go down to Australia and dial it in the way they do. They keep fit. Uh, Nick, people were liking your videos uh, with influencers at clubs over the weekend. That was a lot of fun, huh? I almost pulled over. I was... Uh... I was out yesterday and I was on the bike and there was a girl just sitting there with the exact same <laughs> selfie mode. I, I didn't realize that the selfie turned into selfie videos. It's interesting seeing people doing selfie videos. It, that's as good as it gets. Um, so, yeah, 
I, I thought it was uh, enjoyable. I got a bunch of people talking smack about the video, but what do you mean talking smack? What what could they possibly say? That your selfie video wasn't as good as the the gentleman. They were telling you? me that I wasn't a model, and I was. <laughs> what they were telling me was they don't understand the joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, those people need some help. Then uh, it's a. This is about as simple. This is like the simplest joke ever. This isn't exactly like a Louis C.K. long bit. This is pretty straightforward. Um. Well. Anyways. No, uh, no, it was uh, it was fun. I had a good Saturday night. Just respond with a Norm McDonald joke and let him know. <laughs> let him know. Try to figure this one out then. If you can't understand my, I'm doing a selfie video next to a person doing an actual selfie video, taking themselves seriously in New York City. Uh, how was the Mark Rebier performance? Why don't you tell people how you uh, were able to to scope that one out? Uh, it was pretty easy. I uh, had the alerts on on his video because he said it was his last one. So, uh, so he does I, random performances in New York City. No, it's every Sunday. Okay, so every but at a random location. At a random location, but the commenters there. Uh, I just went on YouTube, looked at the comments. They called the spot. I was prepared in cent central Manhattan, waiting for the alert to go off. It went off, and I went down there. Okay, that was so my you, goal for Sunday. You got on your bike. You went to central Manhattan because you're like, this is a good central location for me to be able to fly over. Those are wherever. the logistics, Pia. Correct. Well, I thought it's interesting. You, you kind of breezed over the only interesting part, quite frankly. Everything else that you said was pretty boring. But okay. I thank you for I'm, – I'm, I'm glad that I was able to kind of give you a little bit of color there, buddy. Uh, that was pretty good. Everything else you said was – <laughs> it's really boring. Um, uh, Signal, I was going to just ask, what was your weight and height as Pio was fascinated with the, uh, with, the, with the quantitative data of sports? You don't at, ask at, women this. When I was doing combat sports, uh, I was around <laughs> five foot four and about 53, 54 kilograms. There we was go. Was that like one, uh, 105? Yes, I was American show. We don't do kgs. Yeah, I know. Here. Sorry, guys. 120. Pounds, like maybe 110, 120. Oh, don't don't just it's, be adding 10 pounds on there, PO. <laughs> don't just add 10 pounds to my weight. It's uh, five yeah, four. I, yeah, that, I was, that, I was, that that that's competitive. There, I think you could have. Uh, you you could have. You're just pure muscle. Yeah, but I was light. I was I was in the light class, so uh, I was yeah. I was still like teeny tiny, but. Uh, just good things Wait. come in small packages, man. But to be honest, most of my sports that I did were nothing to do with weight. Nothing, nothing to do with weight. I was more of uh, just run. Just run, keep running, and don't stop running until you see a line that tells you to stop. That was what? my specialism. Uh, wait, so you were focused on running, not on combat. You said when I was involved in combat sports and then you gave your weight and height. And now I'm like, wait, was she legitimately involved in combat sports? Oh, I Taekwondo? Did I, did. I did both. I did Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, boxing. Um, and yeah, and those are the three. And then I was also doing running as well. And actually... Pio is so right. The key to being a good boxer is that you need your legs, man. Everyone thinks it's in the upper body, man. It's all about the legs. And now Easy's finding out that he needs to start doing those morning runs. So go, Easy. Go do that morning run. 
<laughs> I mean, I like. We're, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I might literally put basketball sneakers on. Uh, I'm I'm looking up a new physical therapist to get this Achilles to 100 percent because I've been pushing it a little bit. Months. You got four months. The Basil runs are happening. Battle for Basil is going down. We'll, we'll see. Oh, well, Thread Guy did text me that there might be a, uh, what's it called? Uh, a three-point contest, which I will 100% uh, participate in. That wasn't my core game, but at this point, y you just never know. I might be able to light some people up. Anyway, today we're going to discuss the pumps that occurred in two art collections in the NFT space over the weekend. We're going to dis discuss the... <laughs> two, two NFTs pumped this weekend. <laughs> It's a hot market, Nick. It's a hot market, baby. Uh, the There was a huge decline in friend tech activity, which is, I mean, I'm just shocked. Nick, how shocked are you in the huge decline in friend tech activity? Could you have ever seen that coming, Nick? This is a disaster. I don't know. Uh, I also saw that a bunch of the, the uh, apparently like the, the shift of the market switched to OnlyFans uh, people was like the the accounts that were pumping as a result of it and then everyone was like we felt like you know we found the market that like that like this is a market validation anyways um I i'm not shocked I, I wouldn't be surprised if well we'll talk about it we'll talk about it uh and then the new there's a new pepe token surging in price i mean look i i don't have time for this stuff but i guess we'll discuss it we'll see what happens uh let's dive into the weather report uh sig please take it away sorry Pia, you said i don't have time for this stuff but, <laughs> but what, this is the whole show guys we're going to be talking about what's happened just just so you all know we are going to be talking about nfts but monday august the 28th it's almost the end of summer before we hit fall how's the market looking well market volume came in at 8.6 million blur at 3.4 OpenSea at 2.8 ouch most of the nft market price action well the pfps are pretty much flat over the weekend but they have been in the green over the last seven days with azuki up 32 percent to 4.6 eth while board apes are also up to 26 eth after the 22 ETH bottom early last week. Looking at crypto, well, uh, NFT marketplace looks rare. The looks token is up 16% over the last seven days after the rollout of the YOLO game. That allows uh, users to contribute NFTs, ETH and looks to a pool, which is then raffled off to one lucky player. Uh, on to Pepe. Pepe is down 20% over the last seven days after the team sent over 15 million of the tokens to exchanges. But a new Pepe token has been launched that is up over 500% in the last 24 hours to a 22 million market cap, if you were able to capture that. Over the past 24 hours, well, it's winds of winds of Yawana. <laughs> winds of Yawana. Excuse me? Uh, I know, sorry. I'm skipping over continents and vowels here um, by Rafiq Anadal. Uh, that is a collaborative wow. piece between the Brazilian indigenous community, Wayawana, and obviously Rafiq. That passed a nine ETH floor, marking a two and a half X gain from its floor price earlier this week. The collection has pulled back since the all-time high and is now sitting around seven ETH. We're going to see a reveal happening at the end of September on the 30th. Sam Spratt, he was on the show last week. The artist play edition has surged to seven ETH floor before slightly pulling back to 5.1 ETH as the Council of Lucci have come together to vote on the top observations 
left on the monument game. A skull of Lucci also sold for 90 ETH, which is an all-time high sell for the collection. Frentech, well, we just talked about it, but that has recorded less than 1,600 transactions yesterday. That is down 95% from its highs of over 38,000 transactions in one day just a week ago, leaving many people asking, is the platform even viable? And lastly, over in gaming, Rec League's box rarity went live and its floor experience, that typical post dip, it went from 0.12 down to 0.05 with the rarest Yuga box holding a 0.7 ETH floor. On August the 31st, Coda holders will be able to claim an exclusive founder's box, which will then be assembled to become a mech and you'll be able to trade it on second after the user wins three matches. That is all for now in the weather report. It is back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual signal. Forget about pronouncing winds of Yawanawa. Uh, you called Sam Spratt's collection Lucci yet again. No, it's on waxing. Watch the tape. You know what? You know, I am going to watch the tape because it's Lucy. And I know it's Lucy. <sighs> and I'm just spitting consonants and vowel staying, getting my names wrong. I've got to get my Monday right. But anyway, into the newsletter. Take it away. Absolutely. And uh, that collection by Rafik Anadol looked super cool uh, with the Brazilian art style. That looks super cool. Clemente, your camera's still bugging out, huh? I'm going to have to pop over and fix that. Some updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter published at thenifty.com. If you go to thenifty.com, that's how you can subscribe. You need to have an account there to claim the free NFTs that we give away almost daily, including today. Doodles limited edition drop with Crocs goes live today, starting with a 24-hour $99 discounted price if you own a doodle, followed by a $120 public sale. So you get a $21 discount on the Crocs. Pudgy Penguins announced the debut collection for Igloo their new clothing brand aimed at catering to a wider clothing audience as they continue to grow their top of funnel. Very interesting stuff there from Pudgy Penguin, some new merch. Uh, last but not least, Super Rare announced that Sam Spratt is the artist for their August Rare Pass special release. On August 31st, three unique one-of-ones will be randomly airdropped to Rare Pass holders. Damn! That wow! I don't, is the price of Rare Pass pumping hard or what? They ran. They went oh eight point six all the way to peaked up fifteen. Yeah, they're, they're thirteen and a half. That's not surprising. That's a that's a big one right there. That's crazy. Three Sam Spratt one of ones. Sam Spratt doing it right, releasing one artwork at a time instead of like six thousand at a time, the way a lot of these artists do. Uh, those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Uh, let's dive in and talk about Mutant Saturday. Oh, Nikki boy. But I think you're on the wrong mic, buddy. You got a lot of feedback. Uh, ton of feedback. Good God. I hear all the air purifiers going at the same time. I'm going to have to mute you, buddy. You sure me there's still feedback? You are so on the wrong mic. It's like we can't even talk about it. Um, you sound like you're in an airplane bathroom. Uh, real quick, uh, Yuga's Mutant Saturday. Uh, easy. How was the party? It was good. It was good, uh, all things considered. I said in a few conversations, I'd give it an 8.2 out of 10. Okay. I, said. I, I almost wish the venue was a little bit smaller because there was just a lot of space. So it didn't, it's kind of seemed dead, but it wasn't. Uh, it rained twice, like classic Florida weather. Rained for five minutes twice during it. They had an indoor like AC part, which a lot of people were just kind of flocking to. I felt bad for one DJ because he they had two DJs before ASAP Ferg. And the DJ just basically kept yelling like, come to the front of the stage, come to the front of the stage. There was no one at the front of the stage, so I fell for the guy. Uh, but other than that, man, it was it was solid. Like I can't really 
give it any negatives. I wish they had a little bit more merch. Uh, all they had was one bathrobe that was a 400 supply. I don't think it sold out in full. Uh, it was nice quality. Like all things considered, you could did well. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Great venue. The Oasis is always awesome. It's a huge outdoor spot. Um, and I didn't realize they, like, Yugo really does co-sign Mutant Hounds and Applied Primates, which are two, like, large holder collections that uh, a bunch of board apes were able to claim. And those were, like, co-sponsors of the event. So I thought that was really solid. I think overall, like, just well done IRL event and continues my thesis that I think IRL events have a lot of upside and potential and get people still excited even in this market. Yeah, it was a pretty, a pretty decent turnout. I think compared to like some events in Miami, it was probably a smaller event, but still cool to see people actually show up. Nick, do you have FOMO that you didn't go to Mutant Saturday? No. <laughs> the, uh, there was nothing about that event that I was particularly interested in. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've been to enough of the NFT events at this point. The The... A real thing. I would have been really interested in going on like a vacation. Like that would have been cool. Like to just go to the beach on an island or something like that. I'm, you know, I'm yearning for that right now. Honestly, we're at the end of the summer, and and I'm out here thinking, you got one more shot. Next weekend is your last shot. Don't miss your chance to go. You know, uh, you only so, get one opportunity. One opportunity to you know, make it. Is this everything you ever wanted? Per year. Will you capture that, it? That was the chant. And so that's what I did with Mark Rebier yesterday. I'm just going down the checklist being like, I got to get this done before the end of the summer. I got to get this other thing done before the end of the summer. Had to make a couple beach trips. Went to the beach. That was fun. Look at me. I enjoy beaches. <laughs> what about uh, just jumping on a quick plane to whatever beach-like place is uh, kind of like on sale? Uh, well... Next weekend, there's not a lot of deals. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, right after that, there are uh, some deals. I have some upcoming trips, though, Pio. Don't worry about me. You know, I got some vacations planned. And let me tell you, will they be incredible vacations? Uh, unrelated, the Doodles thing, I know that you mentioned the Crocs mm. dropping. But I also saw um, who someone was posting. Oh, my God, I can't even remember who it was but uh basically the, talking about doodles the animation studio that yes doodles owns. something wolf yeah and that they did the trailer for some movie mm -hmm. and and be like but y'all are focused on whatever it is and it's like yeah they own an agency now i don't like i don't know like what what impact the real question is they generate what, revenue from alternative verticals like what impact uh, well the biggest problem is um, yeah, what impact does this have on uh, doodles and the NFT space just does not give a shit. You know, the speculators are just like, oh, wow, cool. They they have a, a team doing things. Um, and that that's that's like the conclusion like that. The, uh, but it's not like it's going to impact the floor price. Yeah. I mean, if you're if people are trying to bang the drum or beat the drum, I should say, of, uh, you know, like, hey, we're, we're doing this really fantastic business thing that brings in revenue and is noteworthy. It's just the wrong drum to beat because the market is treating your NFT project like a shit coin with a picture. And so, like, it's just not going to happen. We, we, we've known this for like a year. I mean, we went through this. Where we were like, hey, look, guys, we are generating a ton of money through or a solid amount of money through uh, sponsorship revenue. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're getting X number of views on different social media platforms. It's like, dude, like, 
what, we're treating your thing like a shit coin with a picture. What, 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 are you, what are you trying to tell us? Like, it's a shit coin with a picture. So I don't know what you're doing. That's how the market treats it, right? I'm sure that the investors in Doodles are pretty satisfied with, I mean, they're doing business stuff. They have the IRL space in Chicago. They're getting people to show up to it. They, they're selling merch. I don't know. I'm assuming the Crocs will sell out. I don't think that all the merch that they had at their golf event at our Basel last year sold out because they're trying to charge like 500 bucks for like a jacket that had a doodle on the back. When I started to think of like NFT merch in general, I start to like cringe pretty hard, like thinking about me wearing my Mutant Ape Yacht Club hoodie in public. It's like pretty lame, dude. It's, it's kind of wild that NFTs were legit cool for a moment in 2021. It's pretty wild. Oh, hold on. You said NFT merch is whack categorically. Uh, Aren't you working on that right now? Like, no, but I, I meant I meant like the NFT merch that we saw so far. And I think that the Got people it. that are putting out the merch now are trying to do Like I have my killer acid shirts that I still wear in New York proudly. People like comment on like, oh, that's cool. It's not really NFT merch. It's like a cool shirt by an artist. It's actually literally not NFT merch. It's just an artist's uh, clothing. But yeah, I think they should do these toys, these wax uh, toys. That's definitely the case. And my commentary, just so everyone understands, because so often people will like misinterpret things that I say on this show. When I say like actually cool, I mean that your typical like club going cool kids that would go to zero bond. Like, you know, like those types of people, the type of people that are hanging out with like, you know, guys that just got drafted to the NBA the fact that NFTs were cool with them is interesting. Because think about it. Magic the Gathering is not cool with them, right? So it was like a moment where NFTs were like legit cool. Now they're settling into what they actually are going to be. Um, but I think you've seen some of the kind of cool kids leave in the NFT space since they haven't been cool anymore. We've seen people like step down to businesses to go and continue like doing whatever like kind of cool activity that they were doing before. It's just kind of wild to think that NFTs were like cool, cool, uh, similar to like cool kids hanging out with people at zero bond that just got drafted to the NBA. It's just an example. Uh, go ahead, Nick. It was Tropo Farmer who did the, uh, uh, the tweet about the Doodles video. The animation studio that Doodles owns just created the highlight sequence of the number one streaming movie in the world last week. And you guys are arguing about their shoes. Shame. Okay. Okay. Shame. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see, uh, you know, what they can come out with next. I think the toys is a great angle. I think these Crocs are super interesting. I think they'll probably sell out. Pudgy Penguins is doing the best with, uh, physical items without question, selling out limited run drops, you know, toys, things like that. Uh, I'm excited about the merch that we have it coming out, which is being approached similar to killer acid, not being approached, uh, in a way of like the $500 jean jacket with the doodle on the back. You're wearing the hat right now. There you go. <laughs> Cle clean logo. Clean logo. <laughs> and you're like, this is like killer acid. This is like, uh, I, I don't want to. <laughs> no, seriously. It's a, yeah, people comment on this too. They're like, oh, that's cool. What's that brand? I'm like, oh, it's my brand. They're like, oh, cool. Let me go spend $50,000 on your NFTs. Just kidding. 
Just they don't they don't immediately. That's not, so, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, that's not how a normal person thinks, right? Uh, it, it's not that I tell them, oh, I have like a digital collectibles brand, and they're like, oh, cool, let me fire up a Solana wallet with 50k and just go to town. That's just not uh, how normal people like in the sauna of my building think. Uh, fun fact: someone in the sauna yesterday said to, uh, was talking to me about FTX, and he was like, these celebrities didn't do any due diligence. They didn't do any due diligence. I was like, you want it? What did you want them to do? Penetrate the inner workings of the executives at FTX over the course of months and figure out that Sam Bankman fried was actually running a backdoor scheme to fund his hedge fund with the FTX customer funds that only three people in the whole world knew about? Is that the due diligence you were looking for? I think they should definitely penetrate the executives. (laughs) Anyway, is friend tech dead or is now the time to get on the platform? Easy. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I don't know if I'd call it dead per se. It's yeah. I mean, I'm not spending any money on there, but I like the people who are like, dude, it's not dead. It's just a bunch of diamond hands. And I'm like, All right. yeah, sure. Let's go with that. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, the whole dead or not argument. I think there's something for it, but as soon as they drop pictures, it was inevitable that we were just going to go towards the, uh, the adult entertainment industry for it. And that's where you're seeing a lot of the upside. So if you can get in early on a nice adult entertainer on either side of the coin, you can make some coin is what I've been hearing, but uh, I've been sitting sidelines on it. I'm not, I'm not dumping money into it. We've seen basically like, everyone's saying it's dead. It's all like NFT bros. Right. And like NFT volumes at its lowest point in like over two years. Right. So like if friend tech's dead, then NFTs are just as dead. Well, I think that the integration with the adult film industry, if that's still what they call it, uh, is inevitable with crypto. I've actually seen uh, the gentleman from Tyre robotics, uh, Tom, uh, right? What's the soul port Tom tweeting, Tom, yeah. tweeting about it quite a bit. You're going to see a full proper integration, like a 1000, uh, percent full, uh, integration with it. I don't know if it's going to come through friend tech. The question with friend tech is just whether the people that are building the platform are actually committed to building the platform long-term. That's, that's the whole question, right? That, that really is. Does it, I am curious though, like what, what kind of problem does a friend tech or like an OnlyFans model solve, wouldn't she just want to go on go OnlyFans, maximize subscribers instead of selling like 200 tokens and try to drive up the value of those? Wouldn't it make more sense to try to sell as many $10 per month or whatever it is subscriptions per month? Why would she want to limit herself to it, 150 holders? Well, I think it's more that uh, the price on those uh, limited... I, People want to make money however they can, Clemente. So I'm going to first educate you on the way the world works. Uh, if 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 she has the opportunity to make a lot, uh, or maybe a he, if they want to, or they, if they want to go and uh, make money, uh, this is. I think the biggest thing is half an ETH is a thousand dollars, basically, or somewhere now. It's, now it's like forty dollars, but you know, <laughs> somewhere somewhere in that range, and. Uh, like that's a lot more than the average subscriber to someone's OnlyFans. So my guess is that's kind of like where that exists. The reality though is I think you could probably charge the same amount. I don't know what the way the splits work. I know nothing about that. So you got a good point, Clemente. Five percent goes to the friend tech creator. Five percent goes to the business on every transaction. No, but I was saying for OnlyFans. I don't know how that model. Uh, I'm not sure. Sure you don't. Uh, Make one and find out. Maybe I will. And it's going to be videos of me having fun with my Instagram uh, co-models. 
There you go. Love to hear it. Well, we'll have to, like I said, I, I really do believe that uh, the future of friend tech is just singularly dependent on whether the people making it are actually trying to make a platform or if it's like a typical crypto, like basically like rug pull. Like it's just hilarious. Like the natural progression of the quote unquote crypto industry is pretty funny. The technology lends itself to do really powerful things, but it also lends itself to attract people that view a quick buck of like, you know, I know obviously like a million dollars or $1.5 million is nothing to scoff at, but in the traditional startup world, people actually build startups all the way to like becoming publicly traded companies and then like run publicly traded companies. Like that's a thing that people actually do. And it's just fun. They they do do that, Nick. I know it's kind of wild. What do you think? Interesting. There you go. And it's just funny to me that crypto guys are like, I made a million dollars, so I'm done now. And it's like, okay, all right, cool, buddy. Like that is like a million dollars is a lot of money. People are, I, well, I think people are young. Yeah. You know, I, I remember- Mark Zuckerberg uh, was young when he started Facebook. No, I understand. But I'm saying, well, it also depends on how you were raised. When I made my first million dollars, I thought I was like the biggest fucking deal ever. And uh, I, I wasn't, in case you're wondering, Pia. <laughs> You mean uh, no, everybody no. wasn't like, oh my God, Nick <laughs> has a million dollars. <laughs> it sounds like a big deal to me, buddy. Uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your support, but no, uh, it turns out that that's not the biggest thing. I'm actually wondering what happened to all the people that said I'm going full time on web three, uh, but like didn't, didn't really didn't have anything going on. <laughs> Like what that meant was they were going to like trade NFTs and now they're sort of just like coasting off the NFTs, but like they're steadily dwindling their uh, net worth. Yeah. So I don't know how the hell uh, that's going to work out. Well, that's uh, that's how crypto is represented in the media. If you've watched the the show Beef, the uh, brother of the main character, I believe the character's name is Paul, represents that entity, that archetype, which is like a guy that's playing video games and like trading crypto, but it's really like gambling on shit coins. That's like how it's represented on the, uh, on the beef show. And it's like, well, that's not really like a career. I mean, it's not necessarily a career. It's not like what you would do. Um, and I think a lot of times when people say that like your, your job is like having a crypto startup, they think that that's like what you do. Anyway, uh, we got a new Pepe token. That is up to a $22 million market cap. Uh, it has surged with the narrative that this will be the people's token. Is this MOG or whatever? No, it's Pepe Community Token. Pepe Community Token. Mm-hmm. What's the ticker on this one? Pepe. MOG <laughs> is MOG. It's not Pepe. Ex- that's right, Bunny. And you have to make sure Nick understands that because he considered that Pepe was Mog, which shows his lack of understanding of the Pepe ecosystem. Well, I didn't pay attention to the entire thing. All I saw was a lot of people talking about Mog. Okay, so that's where we're at right now. How well, that's much? That's because Mog the original you- Pepe developers who adjusted the multi-sig dumped all of it into Mog. Okay, so where's Mog at right now? Which one has been the be- the bigger winner? I wish I had an answer for you. I'm not sure. I haven't even looked. I've been staying away from shit coins. Oh, I mean, yeah, Mog didn't hit a billion and a half market cap. Uh, fun fact, I had to sell my Mog to pay my bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make money on it, Bunny? Well, yeah, I mean, I made money on the Mog trade, Pia, but I lost it all. 
not easy. So it's tough, man. The the casino, you know, the house always wins. Uh, Bunny, what do you make of the shitcoin saga of the previous version of Pepe versus the new version of Pepe, which, by the way, is like the five hundredth Pepe token that we've seen in crypto? Let's talk about this for a moment, Bunny. I hated the new Pepe. I don't know. That was just like. I get the whole, like, everybody freaked out. I probably would have tried to pinpoint a bottom on the, the old Pepe. But, like, does anybody care that, the, like, as long as the devs don't, like, spend any more money or transfer any more money, I feel like it'll come back. I don't know. Well, like, who cares if the de- like, this thing has nothing to do with the team. Like, they have a roadmap. Right. So, I think, the, well, first of all, people do care a lot about, shit coins that go up in price. That's actually one of the areas of crypto that people care about the most. They certainly care more about that area of crypto than NFTs right now because the price actually was going up there, whereas the price in NFTs is largely going down. I don't think it's a great look when people rug a token, which is effectively what's happening here. But I think that you're thinking about it in a sober way, which is that, what's going on, Nick? What? Isn't that what happens 99% of the time? Even the legitimate people in this space are ruggers. <laughs> so like, it, it, it's like that this, and by legitimate, that the space gives credit to that we're like, yeah, that person's a legit influencer right there. And, uh, but they all just leave the project because they get tired after it, uh, after six months. I'm not going to name names, but I was talking with someone the other day who'd raised millions of dollars. And I was like, oh, how big is the team now? And it was like a few people. And I, I asked if they had any of the people related to their business. I, I'm speaking generically about this, uh, sure. essentially. Yeah. And it was like, they didn't have, let's say that they were a home building NFT project. Yep. And I was like, oh, cool. You got any like architects or engineers or anything like that? No, we got a lot of administrative staff. That was all that they had. They had five admins and that was it. And I was like, hold on, you, you just raised a, a bunch of money, of, like, like a bunch of money what are you doing exactly? Like, it's like, it was like completely confusing to me and they were just cool with it. And, and I was just kind of shocked. Like, I don't know that that was something that was, uh, completely shocking to me. And it seems to me that 99%, if you want to bet that something's a scam in this space, you, you have a 99% chance that you're going to be right, which is pretty, it's pretty awful. I was like, <laughs> When when do things transition? It takes like, time. When, when? It takes time. And, and people, the immediate response, especially from younger people, not necessarily putting Nick in that bucket, but especially, I'm just messing with you, Nick. Uh, especially from younger people is they're like, but this stuff has been around for a long time. I'm like, yeah, but you're talking about from like literal creation of it, of like, you know, bl- uh, creation of Bitcoin. It's like 14 years. It's like not that long. You know what I mean? Like Tetris was made in the eighties, ladies and gentlemen. And it was uh, a while before I didn't break out until last year. I I just mean, uh, I use it as an example because it's wild to me to think that in the eighties before I was born, you could have been playing Tetris on a computer. Whereas I did not have a computer in my household until like 1998 or 1999 when I was like eight or nine years old. And like that computer had dial up and it had weird AOL internet compared to where we're at now. Uh, It can take time for this stuff. For every 1000 people that are scamming and not doing anything with their businesses after they raise all this money, there's one Brian 
Dan Armstrong that's building a crypto company all the way through being public and doing like the the crazy idea of like having a publicly traded company. So uh, so yeah, I mean, even at the high level, people are saying that CZ from Binance has been participating in illegal activity and that Binance might be not in a wonderful place, you know? So it's a new industry. The technology attracts people that are looking for scams and easy money. It's never been so easy to scam people. You can socially engineer people to click on a link and literally steal millions of dollars. We've seen million dollar scams again and again. The hack of the Ronin Bridge in the Axie Infinity world was a $400 million heist. It's never been so easy to take $400 million and go from not having it one moment to having it the next moment. So people are going to optimize to try to figure out how to do that with technology. Over time, you know, you'll hope that there will be security advancements in the technology that prevent that from happening. Uh, Nick doesn't believe it yet, but, uh, you know, it'll, it'll happen. Clemente? It was interesting though that this weekend I was hanging out with with my cousins who are from Chile and they were like asking me about NFTs. Like, yeah, dude, like I really think that this is going to be the future, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do I buy or get exposure to it? And I literally told them, dude, do not come, don't touch this place with a 10-foot pole right now. Anything you buy right now, unless you have like twenty thousand talking about NFTs or, or Bitcoin? Yeah, NFTs. Oh, okay. NFTs. Okay. And because they were like, I right, they have crypto. And then buy like, Bodagos. They can buy what you're building. Right, right. But for them, it was like they were they were they were interested in it and they were like, How do I get some sort of exposure to it? And I was like, there's not and really said, anything and, you can and you said, you know that job I have? It's a complete scam. <laughs> Well, Clemente is coming to working in person in the common area of my building today. So I'll, I'll be sure to give him a smack on the back of the head for that one. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's actually talk a little bit about uh, technical analysis because uh, a lot of people in the space do uh, enjoy that. Nick and Easy can lead this. Over the past seven days, almost all crypto has, I mean, that's a loose almost all, all the, the big players in the crypto space have fully recovered from the dump early last week. The seven-day performance is uh, only a 1% um, 1 pullback on Ethereum, 3% pullback on Solana, 0.38% increase on Bitcoin. Nick, what do you think about, what do you think about the uh, crypto you know, price action right now, the technical analysis corresponding to crypto? Apparently, I have to quit and reopen Google Chrome in order to share my screen. But uh, here's the deal. I'm looking at the chart so I can describe it with words, which I'm <laughs> sure the uh, Twitter people will really appreciate. Um, the thing I was going to say is, I don't know that it's fully recovered. Like Solana's down over the past week. Uh, it, it, it seems to be on a slow bleed right now, for example. I was aping in uh, much higher. I also aped in lower, so that that's good. Um, so I may have to continue uh, aping. Um, but I don't know. I mean, uh, Bitcoin technicals look bad. We're broken. It all work. hinges on the ETF. Like that's what everyone's betting on. Is like as soon as any ETF news, positive or negative, they kind of dictate. We're in this like ugly chop that I don't think is going to stop anytime soon at the moment. Um, and I, I just think we continue to chop for an extended period of time. Just probably until next year, to be brutally honest. And it's just a game of survival right now. Like, we've been talking about it for a while. Like, if we range from 22 to 28K for six to eight months, how many more people leave the space? This weekend, there was a lot of people tweeting about, like, all the people leaving the space saying, like, basically wishing they're, they're saying their goodbyes, you know? 
And that's kind of like where we're in this dull, boring market phase. What? At. So who are the people that were leaving? Because I saw that this week. I kept seeing those tweets, but I didn't see anyone leaving. So clearly I don't follow the people leaving. Uh, so do you know what? Ugh, I, I like almost just want to bite my tongue. Well, the, the uh, uh, well, please do for one second. So, the one month on uh, Bitcoin, for example, it's basic, it's pretty crazy how stable the Bitcoin price has been over the past like month. It ranged between uh, 29 and 31, basically, like this two, 2k range, but it was like flat slash slow bleed. And then a week ago, it dropped or a little over a week ago. But the price is basically flat. Like it's actually one of the craziest uh, charts. There's very little volatility actually within the uh, within the crypto space, other than the fact that it did drop down to a new level. ETH had a similar thing where it was hovering around 1850. Now the new range is 1650. But it's just not like there's just no uh, activity. I think in order for volatility to happen, you need volume. And I think maybe the volume has potentially disappeared. But look at that. I mean, this chart is crazy. This is like two flat lines, which is uh, pretty insane and pretty boring to be trading overall. And so people saying, hey, I'm leaving space. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to be done here. Like it's, it's literally just like sitting there active, which is good. It's a good time to be building. The space is boring. Uh, and I, I'm curious who the people were leaving. It feels like, Maybe the whole meme was just being pretending you were subtweeting. Well, look, the people quote unquote leaving are people that will never be able to get rich under any circumstances ever. They're literally telling you, I can't get rich. It's impossible because they view, <laughs> because they're, they're basically treating this whole thing like a casino. And it's like, just go to Vegas and do that then. Because they're, that what they're saying when they leave is they're saying, I can't buy something today and sell it tomorrow for like five times what I paid for it today. Or I just keep buying terrible shit coins and getting lit up like a Christmas tree. It's like, dude, this is the perfect environment for you to crazy idea. Ready, everybody? Crazy idea. Have a job, make money, take the money and invest it into something you believe in in the crypto space. Want to know what those things probably are? Bitcoin, Ethereum, and if you're like and Tesla stock. Well, sure. But I was going to say Solana. Like, I'm very excited about Solana. I've been accumulating Solana. When these pullbacks happen, because Solana was what? Was it 32 bucks like six weeks ago? Easy? No. No. It, nine weeks ago? Yeah. I think it's high. It hit 33 on a single day candle. Like, just absolutely giga cent and then retrace pretty damn Can you hard. put that mic further away from your mouth? Easy? Um, Sorry. He's doing the Spencer. The spe spe this is the... Yeah, so I mean, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, okay. Yeah, so I, we're going to dinner with Spencer tonight. I'm literally giving him a new microphone uh, because I'm like, dude, we, we need to clean up this this microphone stuff. No, he has a nice microphone. I know, but it's it, Nick. <laughs> we're gonna cut this out of the edit in case it makes its way back to Spencer. He's getting a new microphone tonight. I do not want to talk about this. Anyway, um, so when Solana went to 33 that day, I felt like crap. I literally felt horrible. Because I was like, I don't have enough of this stuff. I had been buying so much Bitcoin, so much Ethereum, and even had a position in Dogecoin. 
and and my Solana bag was so small. And I was like, oh my God, obviously Solana's 33 bucks right now. This was so obvious. It sold off too heavy during the FTX debacle. We're building on Solana. I enjoy my calls with all the other people that are building on Solana because they have real hunger. They haven't made it yet. They're actually trying to accomplish something in this space. Breakpoint was the best crypto conference I've been to. We're going again this year. I felt so stupid for not having enough Solana. Now it's pulled back to 20 bucks. I feel great. I'm like, I can buy it for 20 bucks. It was 33 bucks just a few, a little while ago. This is amazing. So this is like a beautiful time to be able to work hard, earn money, invest the money. Then when this stuff costs 8X what it costs right now, you feel really good about your investment. But the people that are quote unquote leaving the space just can't figure it out and they'll just never, ever build wealth for themselves. It's impossible. They're just going to Vegas and uh, and gambling it all away. Signal has her hand raised. Signal, what's going on? Yeah, I know it was <clears throat> question for Easy. Easy, you said everything hinges on the Bitcoin ETFs. I've seen a couple of tweets where people are saying that if it gets approval, uh, BTC goes to 35 and then potentially higher. But what do you think happens on the downside if, if uh, the ETFs don't get approved? Uh, I don't think it's going to be nearly as hard of a sell-off because like, I don't think it's a matter of like it not being approved. I think it's more like an adjustment that they're going to recommend, which is what I think will actually happen. I also don't think we just immediately skyrocket to 35. Like I think if anything, we're going to retest 28. Like So many people are betting that this is going to gig ascend it, but I think instead what's going to happen is slow grind up and just like a boredom phase continues. Like Until there's new liquidity in the market in general, like any traditional market too, it becomes very difficult. You're still seeing... From the macro standpoint, a lot of consumer debt, student loans come back in the fall. A lot of key things kind of hinge on that side of the market where I'm like, I don't know if I'm sitting here saying like we're going to immediately send to 40K, 35K, 32K. I think we get up to 28. And then I think if anything, you'll get like a sell the news event where it tails off slightly. And then uh, over an extended period of time, that slow ground up happens. So that's kind of where my head's at. I think the other thing that I'm looking at is like, in this market, we kind of need some level of, I don't want to call it like exhaustion, but just we are in that exhausted phase where we need macro conditions to improve. We need rates to either get cut or stay flat for an extended period of time. A lot of talk right now of the fact that like rates may not go back up, but that still hasn't fully been confirmed, which is where a lot of people are kind of sitting right now. So like, that's where I'm looking at it. I continue to think like, what really is the next Thing that's going to cause a run and i think the etf news is what everyone's hinged on and kind of focused on and where the market's looking towards but i don't think that's just like an immediate 5x you know uh, i think that there's a lot of the buy the sell or buy the rumor sell the news type of things going on before that slow grinds up so i'm just looking a lot at like macro and traditional finance right now to give some signs of like liquidity entering those markets trickle down into crypto trickle down into other things well, real quick, uh, we're, we're going to do everybody's favorite thing, and we're going to look at two Bitcoiners' Twitter accounts. So, uh, Clemente, look at Mark Yusko and look at Mike Alfred we're, we're real gonna, quick. We're going we're to do everybody's favorite thing. Yeah, everybody listening right now loves looking at hardcore Bitcoiners' Twitter accounts uh, because they just they, they can't process. You know, numbers too big on Bitcoin, so that's bad. Anyway, Mike Alfred, or, or fine, Mark Yusko. So we had Mark Yusko on the Bitcoin show the other day. Uh, his tweets, might, his interviews are actually better. Let's hit Mike Alfred, who's going to be on the show tomorrow. Mike Alfred's tweets kick ass uh, because it's just such it's such sober perspective. I'll just kind of uh, interpolate what 
um, Yusko talked about. He talked about how literally every single cycle we see the same thing, which is exactly what we're seeing right now, which is doubt surrounding the significance of the Bitcoin halving and people saying that the Bitcoin halving is priced in. Every single time it happens, they say ahead of it, the Bitcoin halving is priced in. Then going into the halving, there's a little bit of a rally. You can look at the charts, right? There's a tiny rally. And then after the halving is when you see all the value accrual to Bitcoin over the next really like 18 months, which is a lot longer of a time horizon than people want to talk about. And so basically he, he talked about the... the um, he talked about the progression of who buys these things. So right now, investors are buying these things, right? People that are investing in Bitcoin, investing in Solana uh, are buying them because they want to make an investment, not a trade, but an investment. That's what's happening right now. Go ahead, Nick, please. Investment. Investment. Uh, then when the price starts going up because uh, fair value starts to accrue when the, the halving or the having happens, that's when you get the speculators that come in and blow the roof off with leverage. There were a couple other classes in between. I don't remember off the top of my head, but the kind of boiled down version is investors buy now when the speculators don't want to buy. And then the speculators come in and they barbecue the price by trading with leverage, sending it sky high, and then having it crash just as hard. Uh, so that's going to happen after the having. And so you can either buy it now when the price is low or you can ignore it now and FOMO in with the rest of the speculators. Real quick, Clemente, if you want to pull up Mike Alfred's stuff, because it's so well thought out and so on point, a lot of people are pointing to the ETF. The ETF isn't that significant. It's the beginning of the journey. This is Mike Alfred that I'm reading, not the end or the exit li liquidity. And then he just you know dumps on all the kind of uh, the, the plebs, as he's calling them. It doesn't apply to large firms that make multi-decade bets on new asset classes, which is what BlackRock is doing. He said, wake the fuck up and learn how the game is played at the highest levels. But I know y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all want to FOMO in when the price is going up with the other speculators. Uh, but I'll stop there. Uh, any other thoughts on Bitcoin TA, Nick? <laughs> What's the price going to do tomorrow, buddy? <laughs> Is that like a dig? <laughs> it's a dig at TA boys. After you went on a whole rant talking about like quoting this guy, how about you come up with your own thoughts? Huh? <laughs> I've been spewing my own thoughts. Write, write your own thing. Uh, let me let me throw all these things this guy has to say. Uh, what do you think about the fact that this is the longest bear market that Bitcoin has ever experienced? Uh, is it? How does that work with happening? Uh. That's better. There's more upside on the other end. Loving the dead air that you supply the audience with, Nick. Anyway, last segment. I did that in ten. That was that was an awkward <laughs> silence. I was trying to make you uncomfortable and mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, last segment, winners of the week: Sam Spratt's player editions, and uh, we'll try to say this word again: the Dimitri Cherniak collab with Brazil. Wins of Yawanawa. Uh, Sam Spratt. Began it all. D who did I say? Dimitri Cherniak. Oh, my bad. I confused generative art. The people. reason that that uh, on, winds of you, the winds of Uwanawa ran too was there's a few trad art collectors who commented on it on Twitter, and they said that this is the moving version. I forget what the comparative was, but they called it a moving version of some art thing that got people excited. So it sounded like eight. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm not an art guy, but uh, I'll hit my art guy and see what it was. But yeah, they sent it from two to eight. So Damn. it was. It ran over the weekend. Well, Rafik the is motion art Fidenza. 
that, that's what it was. Bunny <laughs> listens. Motion. So someone was calling this motion art Fidenza. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Rafik Anadol is like a really big time uh, digital artist, generative artist. His work's obviously crazy. This work's really cool. Uh, as an MMA fan, this is reminding me of uh, Alex Pereira when he sports the uh, the Brazil like tribal uh, paint or whatever. This is super cool stuff for sure. Uh, I'm not cooler when it's on a giant screen. That's the thing. Like when that museum which yeah. had the Rafik Anadol stuff, that that shot was uh, pretty epic, and people seem to really enjoy. Uh, because it looked awesome. This one, well, right now it's very choppy on your screen, Clemente. Um, but is, is there only one of them? That reveals, this is unrevealed. Uh, they reveal on September 30th. How many of them are there? 1,000. Interesting. That's a pretty, that's a decent floor price. That said, what, what, sorry, is it three or seven, Eat that? It's 6.7. It's all high of a little over eight. And there's going to be a reveal, huh? So this is like the placeholder image? Yeah, this is a placeholder. So I do wow. think that these end up pushing back towards like four. But I think longer term, this is like one of those those art plays that people end up just continuing to get. just because I like kind of like that. I, I kind of like You won't buy term. one right now. You won't do it. You're scared. It, it does not make sense to buy it right now. But I, I, I also very much so like it. And I think it's a – how many are there? A thousand. Uh, a thousand. Were you not listening, P.O.? You never listen. So you never don't care about our takes, PO. You just sit here yelling about Bitcoin. You just wait until the Bitcoin opportunity <laughs> comes. Then, he, then, then you take whatever the most recent person who said something smart about Bitcoin and then just shove it down our throat. Twitter notification is highest on your phone. You just reread it into the mic. Until you guys follow him yourself, that's my duty. I'm literally doing you guys a favor and you're going to thank me someday. It's kind of like your dad telling you to eat your vegetables. You'll thank me someday. People are always like, I really wish I had listened to my parents. I'm just telling you, man. Bitcoin. Uh, so, but uh, the uh, that is really cool, generative art. It's by Rafik Anadol. I do think, like Easy said, there will be a pullback between now and the reveal. But that's pretty damn juicy with the reveal and everything. That's going to be some wild artwork. If the placeholder image is that um, impressive, that's going to be some cool stuff. All right. Anyway, so we're going to dish out the free <laughs> NFT. We got a really active podcast squad this morning. Everyone's what do you want me to drank say? their I coffee. Agree with you. No, that's no, well, okay. I was reading a comment. There's actually only 650 of them, not 1,000. Well, there you oh, go. Well, that's better. Everyone says it's, it's 1,000, though. Um, I think they're still minting. Noah Meatballs said they're still minting. Um, <laughs> no meatballs. I, don't, I need to look into uh, exactly what that process looks like, though, before giving further details. Well, there you go. Let's dish out this free NFT, Clemente. Uh, so everyone, ladies and gentlemen, go to the nifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com slash claim. So that's C-L-A-I-M. And put in the code DINO25, D-I-N-O-25, to claim today's free NFT. That's the nifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com slash claim. And put in D-I-N-O. We have a fresh Free NFT, the Bodogosaurus Rex free NFT from the Before Doggos collection. Looks like Bodogos date back to the prehistoric era. I mean, I didn't see this coming. That literally in the time of dinosaurs, Tyrannosaurus Rexes and the like, walking around on Earth, there were Bodogosaurus Rexes. I mean, that is pretty cool from the big bone theory to, uh, you know, the ancient Greeks the, the Bodago's uh, lifespan, it, it spans far and wide. 
Very, very cool stuff. I personally didn't even know that the Bodagos went back this far to when caffeine was discovered in the prehistoric <laughs> era. Uh, I am beyond impressed. I think he was using a French press there, this uh, Bodagosaurus Rex. I love the look. The other dinosaurs are like, is this weird that there's this Bodago here in our prehistoric time? Like, I don't know uh, if they knew what to do with that, that entity, that Bodagosaurus Rex. But love to see the Bodagos having impact thousands, really millennia go uh, in this situation, prehistoric era, uh, go to the nifty.com slash claim, put in the password D-I-N-O 25 for the free NFT. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. The show is also available on Apple and Spotify podcasts. If you want to actually watch the video stream, it's on YouTube. We're going to be starting to upload it on Twitter also. So if you uh, want to stick around on Twitter and actually see the video stream after we finish the live spaces recording, you absolutely can do that. So pay attention for that coming up very soon. Elon is encouraging podcasters to upload full-length video podcasts to X, uh, and we're going to take them up on that. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. The show is Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. We appreciate everybody listening. Check out the show on different platforms. And uh, yeah, shout out to Easy for playing ball this weekend. Televised, we're going to run this song back for all the ballers out there. Thanks for listening.